It's the first week back of Rooted Daily, and we're diving into the book of Exodus, the book of the Bible that shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that God keeps his promises. And the greatest promise he makes, Jesus Christ. Let's get into it. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and we are spending this season digging in to the book of Exodus. Because like all of the Bible, Exodus is written so that we can know and we can come closer to our God. And as we look to Exodus, you know, we know it's the story of God's people leaving Egypt. But to understand how they left, I think we need to understand how they got there in the first place. And to do that, we need to start back all the way with a man in Mesopotamia, around the year 2100 BC. It was then that God said to Abraham, then Abram, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis 12, one through three. In Genesis, God made Abraham a promise. And armed with that promise, Abraham found the land that would one day be called Canaan. As uh, the writer of Hebrews puts it, Abraham was called by God and he obeyed that call and went even though he didn't know where he was going, even though he was asked to leave the familiar and journey into the unknown. And by faith, Abraham settled in the promised land. For the first time, God's people enter the land that would one day they would be kept from in the Exodus. Yet, even though Abraham ended up where he was supposed to go, they never really had a real home. He and his family, they lived in tents. They were nomads in the desert. Surely the promise meant more than that. Surely more was still to come. Abraham fathered Isaac. Isaac fathered Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons. One of those 12 sons was Joseph, the one with the really nice coat, and Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. He spent time in jail for refusing the advances of Potiphar's wife, and later, by what can only be described as providence, he becomes second in command of all of Egypt. In his new position of authority, Joseph learned from his God's example, and he chose mercy over retribution forgiving his brothers, and allowing them to settle in Egypt also. Now, Abraham's family is restored. But for the first time uh, since they entered Canaan, now they're living outside of the land God promised them. They left Canaan by choice, but soon they find themselves separated from the home God gave them by force. They didn't know it at the time, but this was the road Israel took into slavery. Now, in the book of Genesis, we travel about 2,300 years. We look at 2,300 years of human history. Exodus covers 80. So time is really slowing down by the time we come to the book of Exodus. Exodus takes up the story that ended with Jacob and his family going down into Egypt, and he knew his inheritance was to be in Canaan. Jacob knew that, and he appears afraid to go to Egypt, at least from what we can tell in Genesis 46. But God assures him that it would be in Egypt that his promise would be fulfilled, that he would become a great nation. Now, 
That promise was made a long time ago. Many years had passed since God swore to multiply the family of his grandfather. But when Abraham, or excuse me, when Jacob entered Egypt, there was only 70 of them. That's not a great nation. But suddenly, when they were there, they were fruitful. They multiplied greatly and they became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them, Exodus 1.7. Now, God's creative work isn't done. But now, he's turned from creating things out of dust to restoring things he's already created. He's creating blessing out of cursing. He brings peace and provision in a chaotic and sinful world, even as evil increased. God didn't back away from his people. He remained firm, proving time and time again, God keeps his promises. You know, the book of Genesis showed us a snapshot of creation. Exodus shows us a snapshot of restoration. In Egypt, God's people find themselves right back in the lion's den. Sin enters the picture, and a Pharaoh turns against God's people. You know, what sins did Pharaoh commit that led to this? Well, just in the first few verses, he's dabbling in ethnic cleansing. He's exploiting slaves. Uh, and if I had to guess, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Because he was blinded by sin. And so Pharaoh did his best to crush God's people. But his cursing work was no match for the blessing creative work of God. The more he tried to hurt them, the more they increased, according to verse 12. Now, Genesis began with a single line of people. They were carefully selected to lead to a single united family called Israel. Exodus will begin with that family Israel, but they won't remain just a family. They will become a nation. They'll be the focus of God's redemptive plan all the way through the Bible. You know, why is that? Why was Israel so important to God? You know, the promise to Abraham states Israel would be the vessel by which God blesses the world. Not because God made the Israelites better than the Egyptians, but because they were chosen. As we read Exodus then, we shouldn't think that Israel's selection by God over other nations was for its own personal gain. But Israel was to be a blessing to the whole world. When the temple veil was torn and God's people were freed to cross the border into every nation with the gospel, it was then that this promise would truly be fulfilled. Anyone who got in the way of God's instrument to bless the world then, really, they were only getting in their own way. And so God moved them out. You know, the book of Exodus is the book of redemption, not just for Israel, but for the whole world, for all of us. Yeah, I read this and I love it. It says, Exodus is God's picture book to show how he is going to save the world. This is the story of God and his relationship with us. Yes, Exodus is a chronicle of freedom and redemption in history, but more than that, it is dramatic proof for us today that God keeps his promises. God has sent Joseph into Egypt through the evil of his brothers so that he would be in a position to rescue his family when the famine struck. Seventy people in all from the family of Jacob came to Egypt. But that generation's gone, according to Exodus 1.6. But God has made a promise. In Genesis 46.4, God promised Jacob, I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also surely bring you back up again. God promised he would go with them into Egypt and bring them out of Egypt again. And just when God's people start to doubt that, Exodus 1-7 says they were fruitful. 
They increased abundantly and they multiplied and they grew exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Does that sound familiar? Here's what God said to Abraham. He says, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Genesis 22, 17 through 18. God made a promise to Abraham and he continued to make that promise. Here's what God said to Isaac. He said, I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham obeyed my voice. He kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. Genesis 26, four through five. And after Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, and here's what God said to Jacob. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, I give to you, and to your descendants after you, I give this land. Genesis 35, 11 through 12. You know, this promise kept and repeated over generations is fulfilled in Egypt. God was making Israel into a great nation, not because they were better, not because they were more loved than the rest of creation, but because through Israel, all of his creation would be redeemed. So we see this story really isn't about Moses. These promises were made long before Moses was born and placed into the river. No, this story is about God. It's about Yahweh. Our God is one who keeps his promises. We are proud. We are stubborn, but God is consistent. On the road into slavery, God's people may have felt abandoned, but God was there all along, and Exodus is his story. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I can't wait to sit down and open up God's Word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.